Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. As always, I am joined for the intro by producer Joel. Hello. There he is. Here I am. I can see him in his face. There it is. Smiling. My big smiling. smiley face. Lovely day today. Nice weather. Lovely day. Lovely day. Have you been out enjoying it? No, no, no. Me neither. No. Just been preparing for this show all morning. Well, you probably woke up nine minutes ago. Yeah. So I've got new cables, Joel. This is a good start. That's good. Well done. Better sound. Sounding great. Ordered. Well done. Yep. Amazon Amazon Prime. Good stuff. <laughs> so, uh, Joel, what's been happening this week? Anything exciting? Not really. Um, I went for a swim and a swim. I ate out to help out. Oh, okay. <laughs> what did you eat out? Uh, your mum. No, I went to... Oh, Joel! Everybody knew that was that was just in the air. You didn't have to go through with the... F- uh, and my mum. It was too easy. My brother listens to joke. this. Does he? Yes. Wow. Oh, that's, that's just not... That's not... Uh, he'll be calling me dad soon enough. Um... I went to a nice Greek restaurant. Did you? Where where was that? Greece. Did you have did you have gyros? Uh no. More sort of hummus. Heard of it? More sort of hummus. <laughs> Is that all you had? Lots of hummus. I had a big bowl of hummus at half price. Did um, you? What have you been up to, Is Mark? That what, I, I don't, no, no. I, actually, t- let's talk about this for a second. I don't know anything much about this eat out thing. Don't. What? Don't. Um, but what, what? What? How does that work? You get. I, I haven't fifty percent off up to ten pounds per person. So you spend twenty pounds, you get it for a tenner. Hang on, fifty percent off up to. So you can only you can't get any more off than a tenner. Is that mm. right? Is that what you mean? Up to a tenner. Well, you can get twenty quid's worth of food for a tenner. Yeah, but nothing more than that. No. And is That's that pretty good? That count. Is that everywhere? Pretty, is it's that? all over the place. It's like it is pretty much everywhere. Yeah. How do you know? Is there a website? There's a website. What's, what do you do? I haven't looked into this. I don't know anything. So, go to Google and dot com. Google dot com and <laughs> look up eat out to help out. <laughs> okay. Ignore the first few links. Um, <laughs> and there's a government 
link and you can look, you can put in your postcode and see where you, okay. where you can go. All right, you're boring everyone now, Joel. They know what to do. Just Google it. That's all you had to say. Google it. What, um, what have you been up to, my, Mark? My girlfriend's going to Greece for a month. She's going back home a month. to Greece. That's a link, isn't it? Little link. Wow. Yeah. So I've been four months quarantined with her. And now I'm going to be on my own, Joel. Well, I'll come over. I'll keep you company. Oh, I don't know. You're not. You, I don't know if I want you in my bubble. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> who, who else is in your bubble? There's no one in your bubble. This is me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so that's, that's interesting. That, that's that's. Well, I guess we'll see how that's going next week when we do the podcast. And you, you've um, completely lost your mind. I did. I did. I did. I did my first car park comedy gig since we last spoke joel how did it go good awesome it was good it was really good to be back on stage um and it, it's weird yeah i bet it's just 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 300 cars <laughs> i mean there's people in them yeah but like they yeah you're just doing jokes into thin air and then they they beep their horn to, to indicate laughing at you. And that actually has reminded me of the joke, I'll tell you a joke, Joel, that I wrote when I was there that I won't be able to do ever. And the reason for that is for the joke, so the joke is set after doing one of these gigs. So you can't do it at the first one. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've got any more coming in. Good. Because I don't think, I think they're done. They're booked. They're booked up. Um and I don't think people are going to get the reference because unless you've been to one of these, you probably won't really understand what you're talking about. So do you want to hear it? Of course. I'll hear it. You'll hear it. Really enjoyed the car park comedy gig. Hard to judge exactly how it was going, but one car flashing lights a lot, I think was a good indicator. Nice. But I think to make that joke work from now on, there's too much information that you've got to give them about because that's not even enough. Yeah. You've got to tell them that it's just two cars all lined up. Can you repurpose like, that joke for like a driving test or something? No, because the point of seeing them do something to tell you whether it's going well or not. Yeah, could you be a driving instructor or something? I don't know. That's a good indicator. No, you'd have to to say that you'd have to be having your driving test done. Mm. But the flashing lights, no, I don't think it would work, Joel. All right. Nice idea, though. You know, thanks for trying to help. That's what I'm here for. Wow. Yeah, and editing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so that was fun. Yeah, bit of fun, that. Bit of fun. Back gigging. Got a few more outdoor gigs lined up. Not a million, but because we were excited in the comedy community because indoor gigs were coming back and then they've stopped it again, uh-huh. so... Who knows, Joel? Who knows? Who knows? Not me. Not you. So what's happening this week, Joel? That's not, this isn't, that's not my job. No, I don't know. I was just trying to, you, your energy seems low. What's up? No, my energy's all right. I, I, what I'm, you keep what, looking up. Who are you looking at? What, your girlfriend what I'm waiting for is the adrenaline kick I get from you shouting today. Oh, okay. Hang on. Today! Oh, there we go. Who is it, Joel? It's like a, one of those things to the heart. Um, it is comedian Ori Styler. It's Ori Styler! Yeah. Yes! Here he is. So, so let's go okay. to stuff that. Um, have you got some bits that. Uh, like you've sort of. 
you've liked over the years and you've never quite managed to nail? Cut, yeah, so there's a couple. Uh, one thing I know I don't really discuss um, on stage, I don't really talk about sex. It's just not my thing. Like, in I general, always picture or... my mum being in the crowd. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. all right. Come on, BA. We know that it is my thing, but to talk about it on stage, like, I don't know, there's something about, I, I always had this idea. I think it was a comedian called, um, it's, it's Sinbad. And he said, uh, he said that he used to go on stage and not want to tell jokes that his parents or grandparents wouldn't be able to enjoy. Mm, yeah. And something about that struck an accord with me. And I felt like talking about sex on stage, it just, like to lean into it, to reference it or to make a little joke about mm. it. Yeah, but to lean into it like some comics do, never did. No. But then there was one time I said, I'm going to try, I'm going to try this. It was a show that I got booked for and the theme was the show, we wanted material that was very much X-rated around that topic. Okay, yeah. So I tried to write a joke and it worked on that stage, but when I tried to expand on it afterwards, it didn't. It was basically about, um, it was basically about positions <laughs> that, um, that, that, I know that I'm not a fan of. I tried to make myself sound like a prude by going into details of positions that I didn't, that I know I'm not a fan of. And it was um, the regular positions like your missionaries or your or foot on shoulders. And I said, the reason why I don't like that is because where she may have her feet on your shoulders, I don't really like feet because I picture <laughs> hers could be as hot, as rough as mine. And it's no good that when things are shaking, her feet are standing down my shoulders. Next thing you know, I've got, Vin Diesel looking shoulders because she's chiseled away the top layer of my skin and some of my musculature. It was, it was trying to lean into that. Yeah. And I tried, I did it once at the show. Where I feel like they just wanted to hear crass material. And, and I tried it, worked, it again and it after. worked at that gig, did it? It worked. Cause I kind of, you know, when you don't spend too long on a joke, you go into it, hit the punch, come out because you don't want to, you don't want to expose that this isn't completely finished or polished. Yeah, yeah. It's just an in and out Literally. joke, almost like it's a reference. Yeah, <laughs> I just got what you said. I just got what you said. Yeah, in and out joke. Yeah, so basically, um, it was like that, and I thought afterwards I would try it again because maybe there's something in here that I could be able to reference mm. this kind of material in ways that I didn't think I could. After a while, I tried it at one more show. After that, didn't really hit. I think I tried it another time after that. Again, it was like a ha, ha that's funny. And I left it at that. I just said, no, nah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try this. So why again. do you reckon that is? Cause there's all sorts of things that could be, it could be you thinking about what you said earlier about not wanting to do that sort of material. So you, maybe you don't really yeah. sell it like you'd, you would other stuff or maybe, or do you think it's so different to everything else you're talking about? It's like, why is he telling us this? I think there are some comedians that you're not going to, you're not going to see like a, a Frankie Boyle and, and want him to talk about, um, positivity and upliftment because his him by by nature he is let me dig right into this person and mm. and and draw them out and make them feel really bad because that's what they want from me mm. they want me to cuss the hell out of of them because that's what they expect i think for me i don't think it's in my character to deliver that kind of material because if if i'm if i, I tend to be a comedian with with a message and if you tend yeah, to hear yeah. me with a message talking about, you know, why like a joke I really I recently put up was the difference between Mother's Day and Father's Day, and I want it to be equal. Okay. Um, like there's a message in that about how Mother's Day is treated, how Father's Day is treated, some inequalities, and then highlighting the humor behind that. I think going towards sex for for me 
people talking about it just doesn't it doesn't come across natural because people hear me and go but yeah you're the guy that was talking about like uplifting stuff and you're the guy i was talking about you know like you know i don't know looking at humorous sides of of messages talking about sex there might be something in there if you want to go with it but when you want to go into crap like to really descriptive details which some people can be cringy at Mm. it doesn't come across comfortably from from me whereas there are other comics who because they're so good at just referencing that Mm. Uh, yeah. It's almost like even people that cringe go, I'm cringing, but it came out of your mouth and, and, <laughs> and that's just who you are. Yeah, yeah. Whereas it's just not naturally who I am to just go on stage and talk about that. I reckon. Yeah, what's the message? Get a pedicure. It's like, that's... It's, yeah, it's exactly. Not... And it it's, it takes away from the from the gravity of it being a joke around, around having sex. Yeah, so yeah, so you just stay clear of that topic unless, I mean, one day you might stumble on a, a message that you want to get across through that. But oh, I, I have I have done... I have stumbled. I mean, there are. I've used. I've used sex as references to other messages. Like, there's a joke I've got. Um, I did it on my straight up tour. It was. It was talking about the the, the premise is about if you're dating. I I want to date someone who it doesn't matter if they're if they're tall, short, big or small. That they're happy with who they are. Mm. It's not about you trying to be. It's not about you trying to pretend to be something you're not or think that your body isn't great because beauty comes in different sizes so that is the message yeah nice but then the reference i made you see what i mean yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's positive behind that. It. yeah the the reference i made is when i've dated somebody who wanted to pretend that they were something that they were not by because they would either wear um like padded bras or padded underwear that makes their body look more curvy and sexy mm. and then when it comes to the action of me getting down with them they they take it off and then they're like they're built like an ipad <laughs> do you see what i'm saying <laughs> Because they're, they're so slim, but they wanted more curves. Or a girl who was a bigger girl, and um, I thought she had a really curvy shape because she was wearing like a waist trainer that in, like accentuated her, mm. her top half and her bottom half, but it brought in her stomach. I was like, there's no need for that. Your body's great as it is. I, again, don't know. I take off the waist trainer. Unless you think she's built like a Coca-Cola bottle shape, right? Yeah, yeah nice and curvy. Take the waist trainer off, not realizing she's built like a two-liter bottle. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? <laughs> It's just, it's jokes around that nature where it's me, it's me leaning into stuff which might be a bit touchy for some, but it's, it's just humor. But then I go into the, like the topic of getting down and getting physical, but the joke isn't about getting physical. Mm. It's about the tricks that may have been played on you pretending to not, you pretending to be something that you're not. Yeah. So I do lean into it at times, but not make it the punchline. Mm. Yeah. 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 And it's relatable as well. Mm. Cause I mean, yeah, like, um, like on tinder people make themselves look so different to what they actually are in their face i just i yeah. ne- I just never understood how, how that's gonna unless it is literally people just want to feel good on the app and they have no intention of uh, sort of i think i think it's the world makes them believe that they don't i mean we, we when you have like when you have the kardashians being like the family of reality that people see even the fact we call it reality, where a lot of them are silicone or or acting up on stage, we look at them and go, "Well, that's that's the benchmark of a, of attractiveness." Well, not I wouldn't even say them, but they are one of the benchmarks of mm. attractiveness. We look at these these men and women who look a particular way, and then you get women that feel like that's because they're famous and because they have so many people that love them, mm. that that's what they need to 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 strive to look like or become for men to love them so they then do the tricks that those women do take like edit their pictures 
Um, they take pictures from certain angles that make that accentuate certain ways they look. Even down to the extreme, there is a massive culture of people that go to Turkey to get body modifications regularly. It's not even a taboo anymore. Really? But there are people that, what? Mm-hmm. There is a, like Turkey, there are, so um, I know somebody who went and got their, recently who went in well i say recently before the lockdown who went to turkey to get surgery and as much as i think she was silly for doing that again it's your body and Mm. it's not i'm not going to ask any questions do your thing if that's what makes you happy i don't agree with it because it's just i'm like there's no need Mm. but what she was telling me is that or what i was because there was a group of them that went and i spoke to one of them they said that when they went over there on the plane over there you see loads of women who are just there on their own flying out to turkey on their own not a, not a family holiday, mm. not a holiday with friends. It's them going on their own to a part of Turkey where it's not necessarily a holiday destination. So you know why they're going there. It's for surgery because it's a lot cheaper out there right. for Brazilian butt lifts, for, for fat transfers, where they remove fat from one part of your body, put it in another, so it makes your curves more accentuated. <sighs> and it's not even hidden now. No. Like they'll go out there and cut. If you ask them, what are you doing out here? Well, I'm, you know, I'm just going to get my lips done up again and I'm going to maybe get some of the fat removed. And it's not even... It's not even a taboo. It's literally comfortable to discuss. Yeah, and that's the culture of the of a lot of of, of this millennial to I would say Generation Z. It's a lot of the culture of them to believe that they need to look like a modified avatar as opposed mm. to be happy with who they are. It's so yeah, it does. It, it's very common now. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me on Tinder. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I, I understand now when you're on stage, getting them big glasses is great, but what are you really saying? Mm. So if you, if, you, if you can captivate, someone highlighted this about me recently, um, and I was so happy to hear this because it's something I've been aiming for. It's great to get loads of big laughs. But if you can grab the audience where you can captivate them and they're listening and they're laughing, but you've got them listening rather than waiting for that big pop Mm. at each given point, you've got a power on that audience more than you realize because they came in for comedy 
But if they're actually engaged fully whilst you're talking and not actually being funny at that time, it means that they are riding with you yeah. even when you haven't hit a punchline. So you you can you can start to lean into things that you or talk about things that you never really got a chance to at a club where they just want you to go give me my money's worth real quick because these guys are invested. So I, it's not it's not so much about the pop. Uh, the, the frequency mm. of pops it's about a nice steady tone of humor laughter throughout and getting getting pops is great get as many of those as you can but if you've got a joke which is funny but they're riding with you throughout the joke and they're laughing with you without it being the whole applause and stand up mm. it means that they like you they find you funny and they're engaged and that is a massive feat so is this like for your your full shows or is this because will you, when you come to a club will you have a different mindset going in or will you try to get the club audience in tune with what you were just saying no no i know i've got a limited time with a club audience mm. so it's like a tv series you watch a like a comedy movie some of that there it's not all comedy all the way through there's bits of heart there's bits of romance maybe some action but when it comes to a tv series like friends or right. or um Big Bang Theory, whatever, it's, they try to do laugh a minutes because they've only got 20 minutes, 25 minutes to get their episode through. So a great when I go to a club, it, 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 you see, yeah. I mean, thank you for that. And it's, so I, when it comes to a club, I'm going with bangers, mm. the material that works. Some people go, oh yeah, but um, don't you want to try new things all the time? I don't think that, that that's, that's not the place to try new things because if it doesn't work, you've used up a chunk of your minutes that you're supposed to, to to hit these people that have paid just to be punched with loads of with loads of jokes and loads of pops that they're expecting. But when it comes to longer full shows where it's you delivering uh, a, almost a theatrical performance, mm. take them on a journey rather than just hit them with with bangs all the time. They want to see who you are. Yeah. They want to understand what your beliefs are, what your understanding is. And that's, so I write differently for, for those two things. There are some jokes I know which are great for clubs because it's a quick joke. It's funny. It's great. It might have some, some meaning behind it, but you know what? It's a great joke that I can put into a club and it might work if I do it into my, into a, a live performance of me doing a one man show. However, if I can do that on a one man show, let me see if there's more in there yeah, that yeah. I can go in with. That's, that's kind of how I write them. Nice. So what was the bit you was trying to find? Yes. So, um, about a trip to America, um, <laughs> this was, this was, um, so stuff generally true with your is. stuff. Do you embellish like true, true stories or do you try to keep it? I take, I take real scenarios. Um, 90% of the scenarios are ones that I've gone through real scenarios mm. and I'll talk about them, but I will obviously embellish elements. So it's more humorous for stage. Yeah. Um, like a joke, if I take it, if I joke about an argument between, let's say, me and one of my family members, that it's not going to have a punchline where everyone's laughing. Yeah. However, I'm going to make what was take what that argument may have been and make it into something more humorous and funny. Mm. But the, the genesis of the joke generally is either an experience that I've gone through, or there are times where I'm mean, having conversations with my friends and it's an experience they've gone through, and I go, "Can I work on that? Because there's yeah, something yeah. funny in there." They're like, "Yo, take it." make it into a story do you see what i yeah, mean nice. so it's majority of the time it's me but then uh there are some times where actually this experience that happened with one of my friends mm. this one is um this one is an experience that happened with me but not as deeply not as deep as this uh i kind of embellished elements of it towards the end yeah um 
Well, I don't even remember how I started. So this is quite a new bit, is it? I've got the notes here. Oh, wow, that's long. It was newest, yeah. This was um, this was March okay. that I wrote this one, and then obviously lockdown happened, so it's a newer one yeah, that I have in. that I have tried to try. Mm. Yeah, it's basically I'm not going to say the name of what the joke is because I don't want to offend anybody, but <laughs> I titled them in ways that I remember. But basically, it was um, I go every culture is 99.9% decent, but is always 0.1% that ruined the image for everyone um, of different cultures, races. You get um, there are many, there's negative connotations that people have of black, white, Asian, Christian, Muslim, Jewish, um, whoever, whatever background that you're from. And all it takes is one idiot to ruin that image for the whole of your culture. If, if somebody's ignorant rather than paying attention to the fact that it's just one idiot. And I met that one idiot <laughs> that had tainted my view of Americans. Um, it was one American at a reception of a hotel that I went to go and stay in, uh, in the one conversation, ruined it for everybody. And so I, when I go and checked in, I said, hi, how you doing? At the check-in, I said what my name was. Hi, my name's Ori Styling. He goes, oh, it's great to meet you, sir. Uh, how was your journey here? I said, oh, it was good, thank you. I'm a bit jet-lagged. I'll be okay. Then he said, jet-lagged? Oh, where, where did you fly from? And then I said, oh, uh, I'm from London. He goes, oh, wow, I wouldn't have known. I mean, your English is so good. And I stop and think, huh? Okay. <laughs> He, he then said, uh, is it okay to call you Mr. St- Mr. Styler, right? I mean, or are you not married? Again. <laughs> no sense. Uh, Mr. Styler, it wouldn't make any anyway, <laughs> never mind. All I could think, like, all I could think was, is, did, what prefix does he think you use for a man if he isn't married? Anyway, I said, bro, just call me Ori, that would be fine. He then went, well, Mr. Ori, I'm afraid your room isn't ready right now, but if you can wait in the lobby, I will let you, I will let you know once it's available. So I, I went to the sofa a bit where the lobby is, uh, there was a nice sofa, I chilled on there. Within five minutes, the receptionist comes over to me and I thought it was, uh, it, was time, you know, time, it was time to let me know that the room is ready. But instead, he proceeded to ask me more stupid questions. He then goes, so what's the weather like in London right now? Because Google says it's raining. I said, does he not realize that I'm, I'm not in London? I'm actually in his face. So I don't know why you're asking me that question. How am I supposed and to Google's know that? In and how am I supposed to? <laughs> so exactly. And, and how am I supposed to give a better answer than Google? Anyway, even when I'm in London, I check Google for the weather. It makes no sense why you're asking me. Um, I went. He went, bro. I went, bro. The weather isn't as nice as here. That's all I know. I'm, that's all I can really say. He went. And then he went in and asked a lot about Americans and you know. Hold on, I'll try to read this. I'm right. This is all in note form. I'm Sorry. engaged, mate. The way you set it up, <laughs> I am engaged. Like you set it up great. Oh, I appreciate that. I'm not. I'm listening to myself. Like, Ori, you're not. In, you're not engaged. But okay. <laughs> he then went in and asked the, uh, the question that a lot of Americans uh, would have asked maybe 20 years ago. Uh, hey, so I just, you know, I just want to know. I mean, you're obviously from from London, and it, is there like a lot of is there a lot of black guys in London? And I said, yeah, there's a, there's a decent amount, yes. He goes, oh, no way. How long has it been like that? <laughs> I said, well, if I remember from my history, I'm going to say probably roughly as long as they've been here as well. He said, oh, I was, ne- I was never good at history. Geography was more my thing. I said, no, nah, I don't think it was. If I'm brutally honest. <laughs> and that was the end of it there. Now, I got to work on that a bit more. That feels like you've got so much more you can go into there. It's a real good topic. Definitely. Definitely. I, the history bit, it's, it's more, one thing I know is my facial expressions kind of sell the bits where I go think about it for a yeah, second. Yeah, and then you're, so the hi- yeah. 
yeah like the, if i just read that and i said well if i remember my history i'm going to say roughly as long as they've been here mm. but i give them a certain face this they nice might because go, you're making the audience do a little bit of work as well which again laugh wise ups it because they're more satisfied mm. with themselves or, or you get those delayed laughs where yeah. some people like they they're like why what happened to the history and you could see them <laughs> and then you carry on with the joke and then you go slavery and then you carry on back with the joke uh, again and then yeah, it triggers yeah, yeah, that yeah. person for their idiot for their for them being so ignorant it triggers them to go oh and then the crowd goes it's nice to have a little plan b there if you have to exactly exactly and even the geography bit where it says our oh, history was never my thing geography um history i was never good at school geography was more my thing goes back again to the fact that you didn't know that london yeah and english accents and stuff and it's just little elements like that, that i've been trying to work on in that particular joke yeah that's Again, really it wasn't nice polished. so if that if that didn't quite hit well enough the geography you could you could even go back and try and work out something that he could say that makes it more obvious that he doesn't know mm. where england is for example is it, like yeah i don't know he could say something that oh is it isn't that that near somewhere or something exactly like just yeah. if you had to because my my inkling is you probably wouldn't need to do that, but if you did need to spell it out more, that's that. that. Have yeah, have another bullet in the gun just to fire in case that I need to just yeah. trigger, if I need to trigger it a bit more with them. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, this was I think I tried that joke twice: mm. once at Box Park and once at a friend's open mic gig that I just I asked if I can come down and try material. Mm. And um, yeah, I just need. Like I, I I write these notes down. I go on stage. I try it out. See what works. Normally, it's when I'm hosting. I try it out. See what works, yeah. and then come off stage. Just add to the notes. Take bits from there. Add bits here. That's kind of the process. But that's one that I haven't been able to master yet. But it's not for a one of it fa- uh, being a failing joke. It's just around that time. Yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it feels like also as a topic, you could go into other examples of different people that have ruined that culture or that mm. country or that for everybody that it feels like it's a nice healthy amount of material you can dig into there oh i've actually got one i've never tried this on stage because oh, i excited. can't remember it all <laughs> oh you, you you'll be the first person first person to hear this what, on the platform which the is to- very what's, open. what's the topic headline um i'm trying to find it now okay. oh okay so i spend a lot of time of between here and Dubai, because I do a few events out there as well. Yeah. And I have a love for Dubai that people um, who have never been, but hear the stories about it, don't have, because they go by what they've, they're told. Mm. Everywhere in the world has definitely got its dark sides. And I'm not going to pretend Dubai is, is wholeheartedly innocent, because everywhere's got, everywhere's got its things going yeah. on. But um, you can't go there and, and bad, you can't badmouth a place you've not been based on the ideas of what the media sells to you without recognizing that the media also has, has its own agendas to make other countries seem lower than or less civilized than here mm. or wherever the media is portraying that image. So I've been out there, loved the place, got many friends out there, got family members that are out there living there now. And I did a joke which was regarding the, 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 law, the laws in Dubai um, that, that are out there and how the British Empire view them. It's a, it's a long one, but I love the fact that I went in with this one. I've, I can't remember all of it because there's so many little avenues mm. that I have to be able to remember and make sure I deliver to get this. So I'll, I'll read it to you okay. so far. It's called, um, 
I've been to Dubai, I love it there, but many people are told the law out there is strict. It's not strict, it's necessary against, especially against people like us, British. British people are the worst when we go to other countries. We are gratuitously known for entering foreign lands and messing shit up. In fact, we're so good, we made an empire out of it. You see what I mean? We, we were assholes to nice people in different countries. They welcomed us and we robbed what we could. India, we popped in for a chat and left with their national dish. Curry isn't a national English dish. It wasn't made here. But when we, but we, believe, we even have a song around it. We had the nerve to make a patriotic football anthem and call it Vindaloo. That's a curry. Ours would have been, ours, ours would have been shit though if, if, I mean, if the song was called Chips, Cheese and Gravy. Do you see what I mean? <laughs> I mean, even with football, it's coming home. We didn't invent football. We modified an idea that Chinese had, which means it's never going home. The chance of China winning the World Cup is about the same as, as one of us bumping into the national animal of England, a lion, because they come from Africa. We even made another song, Three Lions. Find me three lions in the field right now. For our football song to be accurate, it should be three foxes in my trash screeching whilst they're sexy. That would be more accurate. I actually sing that bit as well. Um, have you been to the National History Museum lately? There is nothing national about it. International, maybe. We historically oceaned 11 the shit out of the world and then put it on display. That's like me stealing your watch and continu continuously shouting, oh, would you like, uh, would you look at the time? Um, and it's not just stealing. Oh, no, no, no. We love to let people experience our British values. Drinking, partying, more drinking, harder partying. The rest of Europe hates us because of this. We literally ruin reputations. Did you know one of our oldest, mon old, sorry, did you know one of the oldest monasteries in the world with such beautiful history is in the heart of Ayanapa? No, because to us, it's the building Steve took a shit behind two hours after he got a penis tattoo on his solar plexus. <laughs> Did you know that Dalt Villa was classed as a World Heritage Site for being centuries old and putting Ibiza on the map? No, because to us, it's where Kathy walked barefoot down the street with vomit across her face, screaming, with a little bit of luck, we can make it through the night. Magaluf, Kos, Amsterdam, all the places overrun by tourists, all the places we took, uh, we tried to book at quiet times to try to to try our best to avoid more British people. What does that tell you about how we feel about ourselves? <laughs> so I understand why Dubai has its laws so strict. They tell you as soon as you walk in, hey, pussy, don't mess around, you know, because the last thing they want is Dave coming in with his bullshit, trying to steal the Burj Khalifa, placing it on the top of Big Ben, and then draw, and then draw, <laughs> sorry, and draw testicles on the bottom of it. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> that's so a great it's, it's, a, it's a lot. It's a great bit if I can remember all of so it. So you haven't That's done that bit? Never done it on stage. I find that fascinating that you have been able to go that detailed. And that, I mean, it's difficult without an audience, but that, to me, that feels like all the beats are in the right place. All the this examples are spot on. That's great, man. There, there are two things I have to, that I have to... That feels like a bit that will get what? a round of applause at the end if you really get the rhythm right. If you, this is it, and working that room is going to take me a minute. So I, I will do it. I think for me, at the time where I wrote it, I wasn't mentally in the place to go. Let me remember that whole bit whilst also trying to remember doing another show. Because I wrote that 
to be fair, I wrote that at the end of last year, knowing that this year I had my show in March. Mm. I wasn't going to do that in my show. Okay, so so bit, I was yeah. going to go, yeah, I was going to like, that's a long bit, a new bit that I know is going to take a minute to work because it's a long bit mm. that I have to find the beats and the rhythms. And also the second thing, which took me, well, actually, no, I'm not going to say I, I don't have it. I'm more than comfortable with it. You have to have an, uh, a certain goal and, and, arrogance to a degree to be able to go on stage and say that in front of people yeah. that may look at you and get offended because in their eyes who are you to talk about britain oh right I mean? even that i just thought you meant doing it in front of british people like oh no like, th- right not, not yeah. even just british people look if you did you see the um i don't know if you that, saw yeah. on the conservatives in, on the conservatives instagram page they put up a picture saying happy father's day and it's of a black man and a mixed race kid and the comments are outlandish. Oh, no. The comments, people saying, that's it, I'm leaving, I'm going, I'm joining EDL. Someone said you... on there as well. Yeah, what It was crazy. Someone said on there, in the comments, why would you use this image when 80% of black people don't know their dads? I was like, wow, this is, this is what we're going to look at this image about. So are you seeing that and are you thinking you're going to do something with that? Are you going to try and use that? as a topic as a example to sort of get across our- oh what the the conser- oh the conservatives page thing no 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 i i basic do you mean the conservatives page that i just said to you conservatives page i thought you said in- the, the, with the-, the the conservative instagram page yeah oh with the, with the sorry i missed it i missed said. the conservatives bit right okay oh I just, yeah I just- that was on the conservatives oh. page on instagram yeah and what i'm sa- so what i'm saying is in a crowd where you go to you perform in front of an audience just because they see you and in there and you're talking about a British empire mm. that there is a pride that they have that will not listen to you because you're about to say something they don't want to hear. You have to have an arrogance and a confidence to yeah. go on stage in front of them to say, you see your empire, which I'm not going to put down and say is wholeheartedly bad. What I will say is like everything, like I've said about even Dubai, which I love, Everything has its positives and its negatives. Mm. Some people will hear me say that joke and go, firstly, how dare you talk about us that way? Yeah. You should be happy to be here. And, and you do get people that are like that, ch- that are in their heart of hearts believe that they're like that. It's a sad thing, mm. but you have to have an, a, a confidence to perform that kind of joke in front of a crowd and then want to ride with you and go, even if I don't agree, I could see why this is funny. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I've, I've, I've kind of delayed because I want to make sure the beats are correct yeah, yeah, yeah. as well as me delivering it for them to go, I get you. And you've also got, actually, got, a, you've got to put that out in front of a lot of different audiences so you so you can exactly gauge the reaction of the different different sorts of people. Crikey. Exactly. It's a good bit, exactly. man. It's a good bit. Thank you. I think, that's, Thank I you. think we've done the time there, mate. That's good as gold. That's really good. Well, wait, hold on, hold on. You're just asking me questions. Have you not got a bit you could show me? Uh, not... Uh, oh bloody hell! You put it on me. Yeah, come on. I do this a oh, lot though. So a podcast. What have I got? I just look. Go I look at my. Um... See, a podcast is a conversation. Okay. It's not an interview. Okay, so, so I could ask so, you about your stuff as so well. So one come line. On. Okay, so one line a bit. I just all I've got here is the phrase. You know, when you meet someone, they they say, um, "Are you such and such?" You go in the flesh. Mm. So. Something so there's something in that for a one-liner I think of in the flesh, yeah. and then so my my thoughts were then what is physically in the flesh, 
Mm. So like some kind of um, sort of flesh eating disease. So when I looked up a flesh eating disease and like, are you, so you could be like, are you the guy with that flesh eating disease? And I'll be like, you wouldn't say flesh, you'd say the name of the disease. And you go in the flesh. Um, but which is, it feels a bit horrible. It doesn't say it feel very nice. And then I was thinking, well, you know, Lady Gaga did the the meat um, dress. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I a remember that. Yeah. So, oh. so that would be, are oh, you the girl in the meat dress in the flesh? So technically she's in the flesh. But then I think that's such an old yeah, reference yeah. now. I don't think that... It, it, it can still... It, it depends. So I don't know. It can... It can w- no, so I just don't know which route to take, whether you go physically, actually something that is actually in the flesh, whether I need to look at, so you could say muscles, because muscles are technically in the flesh, but then muscles are the flesh, are they? I think, because I look, I think I looked, you, could, you could say it. I looked it up and it said muscles, sorry, flesh is a mixture of muscles and fat. Mm. So I don't think the muscle is in the flesh, it is the fl- So this is how stupid, how like, how detailed I look into it because it can make such a difference. You don't, listen, mate, the, the, not everybody in that crowd is going to be a biologist. <laughs> You'll be absolutely fine. You could just say, God, if the, oh, I'm, not, I'm sorry. Uh, I know you're not, but listen, when you say that, oh, sorry, listen, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you're incorrect because actually muscle itself, no one's going to do that. Honestly, you don't have to be so critical of yourself that way. Come on, man. So I don't know how you do that then. Would you be, are you the guy that's got the big muscles? in the flesh does that make sense like I, I, it, it, there's something in this can, i just haven't it's one of those the same as your last bit i just haven't quite i mean it hasn't quite got the same message as your last bit <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't have to listen i i tried to write one-liners i'm not the best i'll have you i'm not the best yeah i i i i try i, I got one here okay um he goes i was listening to the radio and the presenter was talking about the signs of alzheimer's disease and um, how you know if you have it. And um, well, I mean, I can't remember the rest. What I do remember is <laughs> I was listening to the radio and the presenter was talking about Alzheimer's disease and okay. how you know if you have it. And I stop and the crowd are like, oh, and I go, that was a bad joke. Look, I know, I'm sorry. Look, just For try me, to forget it. I just want you to keep doing the loop. <laughs> just saying it until, yeah. yeah. So you go, no, well, no, no, what it is, it's something about Alzheimer's disease. I can't remember the rest. Um, but what I do know is they were saying something about Alzheimer's disease, but I, I can't remember the rest. But what can't I, remember the rest. But what I do it. know is, and I do, and it's at the end when they all go, oh, Ori, I go, look, all right, I know it's a bad look. Just try to forget it, yeah? And then and leave it at that bit. And then do it again. Which kind of rounds it off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly that. That's the one line. I mean, I so can you wrote do that. that. So what, you, never, you wouldn't, that doesn't, would you use that? Like, is that something that, or would you put that in as a, a set, filler, like a like um like a your club set more than a anything else? A club set definitely as more of a filler. Mm. Like, if I wanted to, there are some there are sometimes I go on stage and I say I'm going to do a set of the corniest, cheesiest jokes because mm. I want to practice on my facial reactions because I know you tell a corny joke and afterwards if you go, yeah, like that, yeah, of, or something of that nature, people can people can um really appreciate that that you're doing that it's yeah, very yeah. it's very milton jones-esque mm. where he says a joke and the fact that he's his face is so straight or he does something silly afterwards yeah i like to be able to practice on on my facial expressions by doing a set full of corny jokes mm. and seeing how the crowd respond to it that sounds like a good way uh, you can get into it by telling them that's what you're going to do because otherwise it would feel yeah. weird where you suddenly just 
dropping into that. Doing yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. So I, I mean, what Dion Cole is fantastic at this. When he he go, he'll do a set where he goes, I've tr- I've got some new jokes. Mm. He'll do it in his in his in his Netflix special. Yeah, I've got some new jokes I want to try. So just uh, you guys are gonna bear with me, aren't you? Is that all right? Can I try some stuff? Mm. And he'll get a pen, and he'll go, all right. And he'll say something like, have have you ever wondered of how people fold towels with no chin? <laughs> and then he'll just look around and if people start laughing, he'll go, yeah. And then just tick it off like that yeah, yeah, or fake yeah, tick yeah, it yeah. off. But it just, it looks great when he does it. <laughs> it, it, makes, it's, it makes the jokes that are cheesy work because of his delivery as opposed to the joke itself being hilarious. He's also taken the pressure off the joke by saying their new bits. He would have done that joke loads, but it just... Exactly. It, yeah. oh. I mean, I've done that before in a, in, yeah. in a show. You just It's just like a device, isn't it? It's a device to try and get this material like in there that doesn't really suit maybe what you normally do. The style, exactly that, exactly and, and that. it breaks up the show nicely. So the old 40-minute lull, if you stick something like that in, something that's visual, yeah, it's great stuff. This is it. This is it. And I'm glad, see, you know that, and I'm glad you can see that. Some people um, some people think it's a bit of a, I wouldn't say a cop-out. It's being able to utilise different styles within your comedy mm. and go, I'm going to do this because it works for the crowd. Yeah. And if you if you're aware of that, it works really, really well. And that's stuff like that I think is really great to do. As long as you know and you're aware of it. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you just work yeah. you, you want to do this thing. You've got to work out how you can get that across to, for the best, you know, for the best reaction mm. from the audience. Great stuff. Cool, man. That's good as gold. Thanks so much, mate. This has been fun. No, thank you. Really thank good. you for having me on the podcast, man. Thank you very much. No worries, dudes nice having a catch up it's great doing this like during lockdown it's just means I can socialise a little bit it's good it's like being in (laughs) just being in the green room Ori Styler hashtag awooga to Ori Styler that rhymes it's good stuff so good stuff good 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 solid episode that Joel really good fun really good he is if you enjoyed it great oh what is oh he is great oh you did that thing you did used to do where you go he is great oh and it doesn't sound convincing no it doesn't but he is great but i know you now joel i know you enough now that you you weren't being sarcastic no i'm never really he's great i'm not really a mean-spirited guy not at all so um so yeah there he is if you enjoyed the episode uh let us know at jokes with mark across all social media any feedback about the jokes discussed um if you'd like to leave us a five-star review we we, because someone left us one joel that's very nice someone left us a a recent one that's nice isn't it yeah what did they say oh god joel you feel phil phil joel phil uh so mark's looking up uh the itunes review podcast jokes with mark simmons uh and i've already found it it's from mark ranger it says brilliant Is that it? <laughs> uh, I can't get enough of people talking about jokes and how they work. If you are interested in how jokes work, you can't go wrong with this cod past. Hashtag a wooga. Mark, oh. you know all the inside jokes. It's like its own language. Yeah. Well, of course I do. It's my podcast. Oh, lovely. <laughs> lovely stuff. Good work. We're like a bloody great double act. Aren't we? Um, so, Wicked. Oh, we've got a new episode of On Demand coming very shortly um, onto the Patreon, exclusive to Patreon. 
at patreon.com forward slash jokes with mark if you want to support the podcast go over there and you can sign up and do that yeah please do yeah uh, anything more from you Joel nothing more from me Mark anything more from you Mark nothing more from me Joel hashtag Ooga, everybody Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.